0: Welcome to our first off-season remote edition of the Nosebleeds Podcast. Emmanuel Barbari alongside Dominic Capone, Jackson Heil. Guys, it's a new twist
1: on doing this, but excited to talk baseball finally. Yeah, I'm excited too, even. I'm sitting in my basement right now and just thinking that baseball could be happening right now, and it's not. Not just baseball, basketball, football. Even though we had the draft yesterday, I'm um,
2: I'm still. I'm still
1: holding out hope that baseball could come back sometime this season
2: yeah the depression is real if we're being <laughs> completely honest like it's hard to find a routine especially knowing that like the basis of my routine would be just being able to watch baseball every night and more specifically for me obviously getting what to watch Orioles baseball every night and for you guys Yankees but like man it hurts it hurts not yeah. being able to watch sports and and, and Jackson. Um,
1: yeah. for you for you this might be a blessing in disguise now you don't have to watch orioles baseball
2: nah i i would watch <laughs> i would watch losing baseball in a heartbeat I don't care what it is i'll take any sort of sports at this point I'll never take anything for granted anymore when it comes to sports even if the orioles go 30 and I don't even know what the number would be 122. Loss-wise. one one yeah. 132. <laughs> 132. 132 losses. listen i'll i'll take that if that means we get baseball but um, yeah it, it's it really sucks right now, but um obviously you got to do what's best health wise and hopefully i'm like I said you said Dom, holding out hope we'll get something at some point
0: guys, before we get into the nitty gritty of what could happen and maybe potential scenarios where a major league baseball season could be in play, a good point you bring up, Dom, that everything's delayed by a year now, you have one less year of the Orioles tank per se or <laughs> you have one less year of Garrett Cole as a New York Yankee. There are a lot of scenarios here where people are even joking around on Twitter, Mookie Betts could be back to the Red Sox before he plays a game with the Dodgers. There's a lot of interesting scenarios and funny scenarios that could play out should this year of service time be wasted.
1: And I wonder how that's going to work out too. Imagine that we waste this whole season and everyone's contract goes out the window. I'm I'm sure that they're going to be free agents, but a guy like Mookie Betts, do the Dodgers get um, the, their pieces back that they gave to the Red Sox, or how does that work? A lot of a lot of things have to come uh, to fruition to see what will happen there, but right now it's just a, a whirlwind, and we really don't know what's going to happen at all.
2: And also, like, even the suspensions like that we're going to talk about, I mean, I know obviously the Red Sox had happened a few days ago, but like, A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lundhau may not even end up being suspended at all because Manfred said that if there is no season, it will count for their suspension, which really doesn't make a whole lot yeah, of sense, sense to me. But, again, like it it, it it apparently will count towards their suspension if, um, even if they don't play baseball this year. So there's obviously a lot to sort out. And it's really just an unfortunate and an unprecedented situation. I mean – Like Everyone wants to blame Rob Manfred for everything, but to be honest, he's in an impossible scenario here to deal with because we've really never seen anything like this. So it'll be really interesting to see how it all plays out.
0: So there have been some rumblings of potential options for the 2020 season, if and when baseball comes back. And the one that gained the most traction was the idea of traveling everyone over to Arizona, having there be central locations among some of those complexes, ...to make the season happen, but I don't think any other idea other than Arizona gained as much traction, so let's start there. I find it a very hard proclamation to believe that you could travel everyone, which is a major hazard right now, around the country to that central location. Have them stay there for six months or so without their families or anything of that nature and just play the season. It seems like a logistical nightmare. I'm not sure what you guys have to say on that, but I just see it being a very hard logistical manner when it comes to making a season happen in a one-state
1: scenario. And Eman, I think you hit the nail on the head with this one. On the surface, if you're a baseball fan and someone comes out with this Arizona plan, in quotation marks, this is a good idea. Get everyone together, go play baseball in a remote area in Arizona, and... Let's see uh, some balls being thrown and, and, and the bats being swung. But in this situation, like you talked about, the, the logistics of it, players are going to have to leave their families for a long period of time. Then each team is going to have to bring a lot of workers with them, uh, the training staff, the coaches, not only just the players. So even when, in regards to that, there's more people. And then the people working at the ballpark as well. And then you're bringing all these people to Arizona. You don't know where they've been. Granted, I know they're going to be tested. That's the plan. They're going to be tested before they go in and play. But like you mentioned, this is a logistical hazard. And I don't know how, how um, much thought is going to be placed into this idea.
2: To me, the thing is that because the CDC apparently approved the idea, which was an, obviously a big step in that regard, because that's obviously warning number one is, is this a safe way to play? And it seems like it is the the bigger problem to me is getting all the players to agree to it, um, because you're obviously dealing with moving away from your families, not being able to be with your family for basically the entire summer. And listen, that that might be worth it for some to play baseball and get paid, but for some players with new kids and and new families, that's not really a logistical option and. Obviously, it's a suboptimal option, to say the least, but um, getting the entire Players Association to agree to an idea like that is something that I just don't really think is too realistic at this time. I, I think the biggest thing and the most realistic idea that would be able to come together for me is that you find three or four cities where you could play baseball or maybe even a few more, one being Arizona so you could play multiple teams there just because you have multiple stadiums, but also maybe having Florida be an option because you have all the spring training stadiums, possibly even New York because you have a few stadiums there, or California. But it's just, it's just too. there's just too many moving parts, I think, that would ever be able to come of this because players are going to want to be around their families. And if they're not able to agree to that, then I, I think – having a baseball season in general is just not a realistic option in any capacity because that that's going to be the biggest thing for players and the entire players association is going to have to agree to it. And I just don't see that being a foreseeable option.
0: The only counterpoint I have to that is sure players aren't going to be away from their families for a prolonged period of time. They're going to have to make something happen where the families are included and they're able to see them at some point over the six month span of a season. But if you tell the players, for instance, you're not getting paid for the year unless this happens, I think they'll automatically be on board. They're not going to sacrifice a year of salary.
1: And Eman, yeah, that's actually a good point you bring up because we were when the idea came about that. Before before everything got shut down and the baseball season was just on hold for about two or three weeks uh, earlier on this year before the season was supposed to get started, a lot of players were saying we'll play double headers each week to try to make up those games. These guys want to get out on the field, they want to play, they want to make their money, and that's one idea uh, counter argument to what you said to Jackson's point and to my point initially saying that players wouldn't want to go over there and um, be away from their families missing out on that pay is a big, big problem for some of these players that that's their only way of financial income. And granted, there's people making millions of dollars in the MLB, but even the lower-level guys that may have had a chance to make it to the majors this year that are in the minors, uh, I'm sure they want to get out onto the field and play.
0: Yeah, good point about the lower-level guys. Not everybody is Garrett Cole or Manny mm-hmm. Machado. Like <laughs> There are a lot of players who are making – and I'm not saying that 500 dollars $600,000 is petty cash. That's a great salary in the grand scheme of things. But sacrificing that salary, they don't have those millions in the bank already. So the, there are players that are eager to prove themselves. And you just look at a local standpoint with the Yankees and the Mets. There were guys that were battling tooth and nail for rotation spots, for roster spots, who if they don't play, that is a big deal in their careers. And it's going to take a while for them to reboot and get back to a point where they're firing on all cylinders and ready for a season. So there are a lot of things at play here that could be detrimental to some of these careers.
2: I completely agree in that aspect in that it really hurts the lower-level players, but I think the reality is this, to be completely honest with you. Even as much as the lower-level players are going to want their salary and want to play and want to get paid, it really doesn't matter because—well, it will matter to an extent— But it doesn't matter so much because the Players Association isn't really controlled by so many of the guys who are low on the totem pole. It's controlled by guys who are, I'm honestly not even sure who the main figures are in the Players Association right now, but it's more the higher-level guys in the league and the superstars who represent baseball and try to be the role models in baseball. And that's not to say that the lower-tier guys don't deserve a say because they absolutely do, but when it comes down to it, Major League Baseball isn't really going to have a choice, but they're going to have to pay their players in some capacity, whether that's cutting a portion of their salary or just kind of laying back a little bit and paying these guys when they have the chance to. The players are going to get paid in some capacity, at least in my opinion, because there's just no way around it. And Major League Baseball and the owners have plenty of money to pay their players and at least pay their minor league players. So I just don't think there's an option where – if the players, if not all the players are on board, there's not going to be a season, in any mm-hmm. capacity, and um, it, it's just it's such a weird scenario because they're going to have to be away from their families, and they've never really been in a scenario where that's been the case. So it, it's really going to come down to how many players are willing to sacrifice that for money, and I just don't see that ever being a scenario where you're going to have a majority of the players on board.
1: And the tough thing right now is let's. It's April twenty. It's April twenty fourth right now. The hard thing now, like, say they start in May, June, uh, and they finally come up with an agreement that they're going to start playing in Arizona, uh, end of June, August, at some point. Then, because I don't see this coming to fruition anytime soon. These players have not been able to hit a ball, most of them, because it's baseball. You can't hit a ball in your own house unless you have a cage. You can't throw unless you have a mound to throw off. We see some of the videos circulating online of pitchers throwing off of a makeshift mound. But for these hitters, they haven't seen pitching. They're going to need to get back in the cages. They're going to have to get at least a month of training or even spring training under their belt before they can start playing in real games. So you have to take that into effect as well. So speaking
0: of suspensions,
1: players not playing, and the potential ramifications
0: of no baseball this year, MLB came down with its uh, punishment, or if you want to call it a punishment, of the Boston Red Sox for their involvement in sign stealing. And it was expected that they would be right up there, or at least close to the realm of the Houston Astros and what they were doing through their 2017 championship run. But MLB only took away Boston's 2020 second round draft pick and suspended their video replay system operator JT Watkins and they determined that they stole signs in 2018 only but not to the extent where okay the Red Sox won the World Series because they stole signs to the extent of the Houston Astros. So uh, my initial reaction to this whole thing guys is why did this take so long? Why was MLB sitting on this the entire time? I know we're in the middle of a global pandemic, but this could have been taken care of three months ago. I wonder what took so long to determine that the Red Sox are
1: not in the wrong here. I remember a few months ago... There was reports that, okay, the Red Sox investigation will come to an end next week or the following week. And you're right. Honestly, for me, I totally forgot about this entire situation. Right. Like you mentioned, we're in this pandemic and baseball's not here. I wasn't even thinking about the Red Sox. It was the last thing on my mind. Now that it has come out, you're right. This this punishment is not that bad at all for the Red Sox. They didn't lose any of their players, anyone important. Granted, they lost their manager, but he was fired before this even happened. And... He wasn't even punished in regards to the Red Sox situation. He was suspended because of what he did with the Astros. That means to tell me that uh, MLB, like you mentioned, either this is all they found or they're hiding stuff again. And this is what we talked about with the Astros, that they're not being totally transparent with their findings. This reminds me uh, a little bit of the Patriots situation where a video coordinator was caught filming the sidelines of an opposing team. Someone had to order him to do that. Same for this situation. Someone ordered JT Watkins to get that video for them to cheat. There's no way he could be the only one getting punished in this whole mess uh, in regards to the Red Sox. I just don't understand what's
2: going on here. They're definitely hiding stuff. I mean, they have to if the punishment is this light because – Let's be honest, even the Astros' punishment was pretty light if if we're talking that they were far and beyond the only team that was cheating when it comes to stealing signs in baseball. Totally. But to to me this tells me that this tells me a few things. One, Manfred doesn't want to investigate any further and just wanted to put an end to this mess. And two, that he's hiding that more teams in baseball are doing this than they realize and he's using the last two champions as sort of the scapegoats for punishment here. And it's fair because they're the ones that got caught and they deserve to get punished for it. But in my opinion, this is going on around everywhere in baseball, from the worst teams in the league to the best teams in the league. Everyone's stealing signs in some capacity. And I think the real reason that kind of the Red Sox got off pretty easy here is that Manfred doesn't want to shine the light on what's really been happening around the league, and I I really think that there's significant sign-stealing going on throughout the entirety of baseball. I mean, you look at the report that Ken Rosenthal came out with. He basically said that everyone is stealing signs in baseball. Then why is the investigation stopping at the Boston Red Sox? It it makes not a whole lot of sense to me. It's basically pinning A.J. Hinch, Jeff Lundhau, and Alex Cora, and J.T. Watkins, I guess, as the four guys who were the masterminds behind stealing signs. Which wasn't true. I mean, you look at the Astros scandal; it was said that it was player-driven, and the players were the ones that came up with it. So, yet the players weren't punished at all, and Core was the just Core was basically made out as the scapegoat, and Hinch and Lundho lost their jobs because of it. The players weren't punished in any capacity. The Red Sox they really haven't said much about who was the mastermind behind it, but. The players weren't punished at all, and Alex Cora who was the manager, wasn't punished at all for his role and what he did in Boston. So the, not only is the punishment light, in my opinion, but it's also clear that they're hiding something, and I think we all kind of agree on
1: that. And, and real quick, to Jackson's point, Alex Coro who was the bench coach, which the Astros was the manager of the Red Sox. To me, that might be the only reason the Red Sox got investigated because they didn't come out with concrete evidence that they cheated uh, in 2018 or previously or after that. So, To me, the only connection that MLB had was Alex Cora. He got suspended with the Astros. They investigated the Red Sox because he was the manager. I wonder if this came out a year from now and Carlos Beltran was still the manager of the Mets, if they would have looked at the Mets and found something there because Carlos Beltran was the manager. I wonder if that had any linkage between the three. I think the
0: second that Major League Baseball provided immunity to the players because they really desperately wanted to figure out what happened so they were willing to issue that blanket to all the players – it was that moment where we knew that there would never be an outcome that would satisfy all these fan bases. Baseball Twitter is a cesspool to begin with, and I think no one's going to be satisfied with what comes down from the Astros or the Red Sox. Because, Jackson, you're right in saying it went way further than any of these reports would indicate. And if -hmm. we're going to say that the Red Sox used a video replay system to their advantage, I can name XYZ franchises that have – video replay systems right down the tunnel from their dugout. So this is going on all throughout the league. And I think, yeah, those are the teams that got caught. So it's right to punish them. But it was kind of handled incorrectly in the sense that, okay, players were given full immunity. We're gonna give a punishment but basically a slap on the wrist to the two teams that won the World Series in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen and then look no further than that. It looked like Manfred expected to brush this entire thing off and not do anything else and expect to get away with it, rather than really getting to the
2: bottom of what's a problem league wide. The worst part to me is that like it, it's everyone knows it too. Like like it's clear all the fans know that everyone's cheating around baseball and like, like, Manfred thinks by not investigating further that no one's going to buy that no one else was cheating around baseball. Everyone knows that everyone's cheating, and the reports are going to come out about it for sure. They already have, and I'm sure there's only going to be more reporting about it going forward. And also, these punishments suggest that sign stealing is going to continue in the future. I mean, let's be honest. If, if the first scandal, these all these players not only won championships, but also probably got sizable paydays because of it what's to stop them from doing it in the future knowing that they weren't suspended the first time around that that's the part that makes no sense to me because even though like i'm i was initially of the belief that everyone was cheating so the both teams like the Astros and the Red Sox shouldn't be punished that harshly but if the idea of this is to stop cheating in baseball and stop sign stealing The punishments are nowhere close to enough. And I think that's the biggest thing to me is that it's not the result that came of it, but what's going to happen in the future and what's the future of baseball when it comes to sign stealing. That's what these punishments should affect. And to me, these punishments are a slap on the wrist, to say the least, and that might even be light.
1: And I remember talking with you guys when this Astros situation came down and everyone was saying, every team cheats, why does it matter? I just I keep thinking back to the way players reacted from, from Gary Sanchez, Cody Bellinger. These guys were infuriated with the Astros when they found out. If they were really cheating, I can't imagine their reaction being the same. It's
0: an interesting point because if there is that level of science dealing throughout the league and guys like Bellinger and Sanchez are running their mouths and look literally fuming from the fact that the Astros weren't punished on a player level, and they didn't have their title stripped away, that's extremely hypocritical on the part of the players because I would think a team as technologically advanced and as analytically driven as the Dodgers have some sort of mechanism in place, I would think the Yankees, who have a video replay room, to my knowledge, right by where their clubhouse is. So, like, these teams acting like they're in the right and everyone else in the wrong would seem really weird to me. I guess... It's that gray area where we can't really define that gray area. What crosses the line? The Astros seem to cross the line to an extent of, okay, they were banging trash cans and they were doing things that was audible and really gave them an advantage beyond anyone else. If let's say the Yankees have a video replay mechanism where they can only steal signs when they're on second base or something of that nature, I could see why they would be upset, but to have the outrage that was consistent throughout the league really seems weird to me.
2: It is weird to me. And I mean, I agree because something isn't adding up like either, either everyone around the league is like really pissed off and, and maybe they didn't do anything, but like every report to me suggests that there is cheating. And I guess the Astros did go above and beyond what other teams were doing, but teams are still stealing signs around baseball Using technology to do so, and to be honest, I think it's going to continue that way. Because, because, like I said, if the punishment for what the Astros did, which was significantly above and beyond what apparently all the other teams were doing, then what's the, going to be the punishment if teams continue to do low-level sign stealing going forward? It, it can't be worse more than the Astros, because mm. then then Manfred really comes out as an idiot in all of this. But Yeah, it it, you're you're so right because it is really weird and something definitely isn't adding up. Unless these players are all lying to us to our faces, which it would be hard to believe because seeing especially how bad AJ Hinch and the Astros looked after they denied 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 for so long, you wouldn't think the Yankees and guys like Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez wouldn't go out and make the same mistake. You wouldn't. You're you're completely right. It just doesn't add up.
0: Dom is is Alex Cora managing the Red Sox in 2021.
1: So I was reading an article or a blog rather from a Red Sox, either a fan or a a reporter saying that they see a possibility Alex Cora comes back next year to the Red Sox. Now I was, I said uh, in regards to AJ Hinch that he's not going to get another managerial job because of what transpired and how other teams and other players felt about what happened with the Astros. I don't think anybody, anybody would respect him in the clubhouse. And The Astros flat out fired A.J. Hinch, and I can't see them bringing him back. For Alex Cora, it's a little different because he didn't get punished with the Red Sox. He got punished with the Astros. If the Red Sox truly believe that Alex Cora can still help them win, which he can. They won a championship together then why not bring him back, honestly? Right, it's not like he's going to waltz into
0: that dugout and the players aren't going to respect him. They will.
1: They all all respect him. And and to me, it's weird because I don't think A.J. Hinch is going to be the manager of the Astros, but I can see a situation where Alex Cora is the manager of the Red Sox next year. Granted, if they do have a season and they play well um, underneath their new managerial regime, then maybe they keep him. I don't know what's going to happen.
2: I see A.J. Hinch getting another job personally wow. at some point. It's it's not going to be with the Astros, but I could definitely see A.J. Hinch getting hired.
1: So, Jackson, to your point, A.J. Hinch, let's say he goes and is a manager of the Dodgers and Cody Bellinger is on that team. I wonder how the dynamic will be between Cody Bellinger and A.J. Hinch. I'm not saying A.J. Hinch is, going to go, is not going to go out and get another job somewhere. I just wonder how that dynamic is going to be between
2: him and the players. T- to me, though, like – If everyone is cheating though, I don't think it should be a big deal because no one's really completely innocent in this entire thing. And even like other players have said that like teams are cheating. Like I remember Logan Morrison came out and just named like eight different teams that were cheating. One of them being the Dodgers as well. And the Yankees, two teams that two organizations that he had been a part of, and at least heard that those organizations were cheating. So like I don't think it should be too big of a deal. I just can't – I don't know. I can't see Cora getting another job if Hinch isn't going to get another job. Like So, like, I think it's either both of them are going to get jobs at some point or both of them aren't. But I lean towards both of them getting jobs because not only are both good at what they do, but both have already won a championship under their belt, even as tainted as it may be. Like, both can do their job well. The one guy I can't see getting a job is Lundhout, to be completely honest. Not even because of the scandal, but because of so much other crap that went on during his tenure in Houston. And there was a lot of bad things, obviously, that went under his belt, Where whether it was the way he treated his workers or also the whole bringing in Roberto Osuna thing. And I just don't see another team hiring him. And this was more of an excuse to get rid of him. But Cora and Hinch, I can definitely see getting a job. I think Yeah, this and whole... uh,
1: Jackson, I agree with you with Lonell. He's not going to get another job. And Eman, to your initial question, I do believe the, the more realistic option is Alex Cora retaining his job with the Red Sox after this whole mess is done.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I think you're talking about that gray area where if, for some reason, the players are referring to the fact that there was no player discipline and this is something that's going on around the league, they would be more likely to forgive someone like AJ Hinch and work with him than, let's say, if uh, someone had to work with Jose Altuve in just a hypothetical scenario. But I do think, on Howe, with everything that went on, just from the World Series, spanning through the whole investigation, that was a horrible period of about three months for him and his career. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to overcome that. But bouncing off that and going to an organization that maybe didn't sign Steele, who knows, but was affected by the sign-stealing in the Mets. And Carlos Beltran, the new hire, the the sexy hire, was ousted from the organization. And they had to move on, basically, due to attaching themselves to the hip of a guy who was front and center in the Astros sign-stealing scandal. Now there's news that they could have an ownership change. And part of their wacky offseason is that they almost had one already. With (laughs) Cohen almost taking over the reins, and that deal falling through. And that guy is Alex Rodriguez. And guys, I am all here for it, this uh, new rivalry renewed between Derek Jeter and Alex
1: Rodriguez, now owning teams in the same division, potentially. I think you brought up the best point out of all of this. If A-Rod becomes a majority owner of the Mets, him and Derek Jeter will be competing in that same division with the Mets and the Marlins. I I can't wait if it actually does come to fruition. And I don't know how realistic it is because I know how hard the Wilpons are to deal with. We just saw that with the deal with Steve Cohen and themselves. So if they can get a deal done and A-Rod becomes the owner with Jennifer Lopez, this is unbelievable. Ten years ago, if you told me Alex Rodriguez, a Yankee at the time, and Jennifer Lopez, a Yankee (laughs) fan, would become the owner of the Mets, I wouldn't have believed you.
2: It is pretty crazy to think about, (laughs) um, to be honest, just a point on a rod though. Um, as good of a businessman as a rod is, I I think there may be no one in sports who cares more about his reputation than Alex Rodriguez. And I think that's one of the big things that would actually make him a great owner too, because he cares so much what fans think about him personally. Um, And I I think that'll make sure that he's dedicated to not only spending money, but dedicated to winning. And as much as this probably will be a business transaction for him, um, I think he's going to do everything he can to win. He's not going to be a Will Pond-type owner, and he's not going to kind of give off what Jeter has given off in his first few years with the Marlins, that he's not going to spend money. He's just here to make money. Um, I think Alex Rodriguez would be in it to win it, and I think that would – be the most important thing obviously for any fan that wants an owner to buy their team or wants a businessman to buy their team I I think A-Rod would be a perfect fit as an owner and especially for a Mets fan base that would be coming off the Wilpons who have obviously been long ridiculed for their tenure as a Mets.
0: Happy you mentioned the Wilpons because it seems throughout any of these rumors where someone could potentially swoop in and buy the Mets it always comes down to the same point of anyone would be better than what the Wilpons have done with the Mets and in one of the biggest stages in baseball, they seemingly cut corners at every turn and try to turn it into a small market look of an organization. So I'm of the mindset that any of these rumors is wrong until it's right because the Steve Cohen thing seemed like such a home run and it looked like the Mets would be competing dollar for dollar with the Yankees for the next decade or two at every turn. And then it fell through. Everything seems to go wrong with the Mets when it's about to go right, including the Carlos Beltran hire that I mentioned before that they didn't even have anything to do with in terms of sign stealing. So until it's proven right that the Mets are going to go in the right direction, I'm not going to put any value into the a rumor.
1: And we keep talking about Steve Cohen. The thing that fell through with them was that the Wilpons wanted to regain control. And now it seems like the Wilpons are up for selling the Mets – But the roadblock in the deal is that they want to retain S&Y, and they want to keep that cash cow that is their TV network for the Mets. So if A-Rod doesn't want to do that, that could be another uh, deterrent in the deal. So the Wilpons, they can't sell the team and want to retain it and retain the stuff that's making them money in the television department of the deal. So the Wilpons have to either be 100% in and keeping the team or 100% out and sell the team to uh, an investor like A-Rod.
2: The Wilpons really are the worst, man. Like it's like <laughs> you, you can't put it any other way. Like th- he's selling the team to a billionaire, which would make which would honestly make the Wilpons look pretty good mm-hmm. in the light of Mets fans because they're finally getting rid of the team. And then they screw it up by saying, "Hey, we still want to get paid. We still want to be in control of the team for the next five years." Like, like figure it out already. Like, and, like it
1: it can't be this hard. And to Jackson, to your point. I, I, can't, I can't talk on this because I don't own a baseball team. I can imagine it's, it's a fun job to have. But for the willpons, they get ridiculed. Mets fans and ma- the majorities in the Groves don't like them. No one likes the Wilpons in Mets country. And if someone were to tell me you have a chance to sell your team and become a billionaire and be set, not only you, but generations to come in your family for life – I would want to take that. But for them, I, I, don't, I guess they, they see it differently because I, I would w- want to become a billionaire uh, just like that by selling a team that no one likes me anyway.
0: And they're a I, bunch th- of idiots. <laughs>
2: they really I, are.
0: I, I think they're a different breed, the Wilpons. Like, the scenario you just laid out, Dom, you could ride off into the sunset, you could vacation the rest of your life, not be hated. You could actually be given some credit for putting the Mets in the right direction by selling the team, and you don't want to do that. And even if you do do it, Don, we were talking about this on a previous show of One on One in the spring. Like, you're about to sell a car, for instance. But once you sell it, you want to drive it. You <laughs> yeah. want to do everything with it. You don't actually want to give it to the person you're selling it to. But you just want to sell it. Like, I, I don't get how any of this makes sense. And it just confirms to me that there are humans <laughs> and there are people that are functional. And then there's the Wilpons off to the E-man.
1: right. Even there's one thing you're forgetting in that, though. Especially with the Steve Cohen one. I'll sell you this car. I'm going to control it. I'm going to drive it whenever I want. Also, I'm not going to give it to you for another five years down the line. (laughs) Right.
0: Exactly. It it just makes no logical sense. And again, we'll have to see. We'll just have to wait and see with bated breath to see if this is going to be something that actually goes down, whether A-Rod will be the savior the Mets need and the fan base deserves, or will it be business as usual, which is the Wilpons entertaining it and basically giving Mets fans, on top of all that other hatred, a false sense of hope that you do not want to give a fan base that already hates your guts.
1: Yeah, bottom line, I just, I, I truly feel bad for Mets fans. It, it, I, I don't know how they're dealing with the Wilpons as their owner. I, I just can't fathom it. It's tough.
2: It, it, it's got to be a tough life. I mean... I don't feel bad for any fan base, to be completely honest, but it's—I can't imagine having to deal with the Will Ponds. And as an Oriole fan, I've—I've I've dealt with the Angeloses for a long time, so I, like that—that that should say something. Because I mean, these guys are whacked. Oh my lord!
0: That's a perfect way to segue into the end of the show, Jackson Dom. It was fun doing this, even though we can't be together within six feet of each other we are all in our rooms right now and we're able to make it happen and talk about the latest in baseball so hopefully we can do this again thanks for doing it
1: guys had a lot of fun this was awesome can't wait to actually go and hopefully catch a game uh, together again at some point down the line
2: yeah whether that be a year from now or hopefully a few months from now I'm I'm excited to be back and It was great talking to all you guys for sure.
1: So
0: for Jackson Heil, Dominic Capone, Emmanuel Barbari, this is Nosebleeds. Stay tuned for all the latest content on WFUVsports.org.